A broadcasting legend in his own mind. He's known to be prickly and very opinionated. It's time to get in the huddle with your host, Coach Muddle. All right, what's up, everyone? How you doing? It's just me, Coach Muddle, today. Uh, I'm supposed to... Hold on, let me get this music off. Get the music off. Runs a little bit too long for me. Um... So, uh, I'm supposed to have uh, Gary, God, I'm going to screw up his last name, Uh, but anyway, I'm not even going to say it. Gary, from Australia, it's nine hours ahead, so what is that, Uh, six, it's like three in the morning, something like that, Uh, so I I don't know if he's going to make it on with us or not, Uh, hopefully it will, um, you know it will uh, it will happen, but uh, we'll get uh, we'll get things rolling here. Uh, and I think Nevada Nick said you know Thursday's a little sketchy for him, so you know I think he's got some underground uh, poker game or something he's trying to go to. And yes, I'm trying to uh, uh, do the whole Facebook thing all at once, and I can't really look up and do that at the same time. So uh, you know. We'll get it, uh, We'll get it going. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll start that going and uh, get it. Let's see if I can change this uh, to uh, start it and uh, see if I can't coordinate this with that. So um, getting people going on the on the Facebook stuff so it shows up on the screen. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm trying to get going, you know. So uh, we'll see what happens with that, um, you know. And I, you know, so we know that uh, college uh, they've started some activities um, with with what's going on uh, with that. And I heard, you know, I don't know what is it with Texas. All of a sudden. Texas is this hot spot. So I just heard like, you know, 10 guys from like UT got uh, uh, tested positive or something. So it's just kind of a uh, um, crazy, crazy thing going on. I don't, I don't know how that's um, – hopefully it doesn't put a damper on uh, on the progress that we're – that we're we're making because you know we're we're one more day we're closer to sports you know closer closer to getting that going. Um, I'm gonna touch on the dumpster fire uh, J E T S Jets 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 because they are the the dumpster fire that they will be for New York forever. Um, and uh, because I'm really you know if I'm a Jet fan, uh, it's a, you know, you really want Jamal Adams. I mean, he's the best safety in the game right now. Okay. No, no hands down. You want him to be a jet for a long time, you know, but first of all, you know, the jets are not going to spend the money, not going to spend any money. So that that's first off. So, uh, you'd like to see him around, but secondly, it's, you know, Jamal Adams, man, I'm tired of you whining, man. I'm tired of it. You know, I mean, I just feel like you're just a whiny little bitch. And 
you know, I, I, I'm sure that he will beg to differ that, but just as a regular, you know, obviously there's nothing going on in the news cycle. Uh, there's no real sports to talk about, so we have to talk about your whiny ass. I mean, you know, I, I just feel like guys that do this, you know, granted their play backs it up, okay? But also some teams are don't want the drama anymore. Why why am I signing you to bring this circus? You're going to cause a ruckus every time you're not happy. Just shut up and play, man. Shut up, play. There's your contract. I mean, if the Jets sign you, they sign you. If not, you'll you'll get the Brinks truck when you hit the free agency market. Plain and simple. I mean, oh, I'm hurt. They tried to trade me. Okay, great. You're you're That's that's kind of you know, teams are looking at you because you're valuable. I mean, come on now. You're a valued, valued prospect. So why aren't you, uh, you know, why wouldn't you be happy about that? I mean, if you want it out so bad, then then there it is for you. And now all of a sudden you're you're whining about being butthurt because, oh, they, they try to trade me. Oh, big deal, man. Then you would have got what you wanted. You know, stop your whining and crying. Shut up, play out your contract, and then get out of Dodge. How hard is that? I, I, I don't I don't understand how you know guys just don't uh don't see it um today. I, I just don't see how that rolls. Uh and I know Joe Judge was meeting with the media a little while ago. I just miss I missed that interview, so I don't know what the deal is with um uh Rojas to see how they're handling that, if it was even brought up. I don't know. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I, I just, again, man, I, you know, these whiny, whiny athletes. Why are you, uh, what is the purpose of, of that? You know, you're getting paid more than most people. Probably you're in the top 10% of pay scale. All right. So, you know, come and work a regular nine to five. See, see, how, see how that whiny stuff works for you. I mean, you know, come on now. Uh, just, just getting a, a little bit, a little tired of it. Again, let me throw up the, uh, throw up the number. Here you go. 302-313-6797. We'll take your calls. Uh, you know, and uh, hanging out, see us. Uh, Nevada Nick may may call in, may join us. I don't know. Uh, and you know, Gary, uh, and I apologize. You know, I talked to him this morning, which you know, obviously it's the time change, so uh, maybe he got a little confused. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. And oh God, I <laughs> oh man, uh, nothing. We had a service guy in the house today and he just tracked mud all over the place and I'm like got rolling stuff on my feet like mud like everywhere just all over it's like really oh man a little frustrating but we're going on man oh let's see here we go Nevada Nick, buddy, what's up, man? I was just telling everybody, I thought you might have had your, you know, Thursday, uh, we're not supposed to talk about on air, your your uh, underground, uh, you know, cockfighting, poker match, whatever we want to call it, you know, uh, going on, you know. 
Well, a lot going on. You know, we've got the Belmont Stakes on Saturday, too, which a lot of people don't even know. It's, that's how crazy it is right now. Right. Right. Now, this would be, we're at the end of June. Would this be the... Uh, it would have been the last race. Uh, yes, but would it be, is it around this time or not? Is it? You know, I think if this would have been, the, they never changed the date. This would have been the date. Um, obviously, the Kentucky Derby's the first weekend, the first uh, Saturday in May. And then two weeks later is the Preakness, and then three weeks after that is the um, uh, Belmont Stakes, obviously. But it's weird because now it's going to be the Belmont. You almost got to wonder if they're, if they're going to consider like a true triple crown because the Belmont is... Isn't it the longest one? Isn't the Belmont the longest race, the longest track? Yeah, they shortened it. They shortened it. They made it... So I think it's a mile and a half, and it's going to be a mile and an eighth to make it used to like what, you know, I guess what the Kentucky Derby is. But what's weird is the Derby's not told it's going to be rever- not reverse, but it's going to go Belmont, Kentucky Derby, then Preakness. Because the Kentucky Derby, I believe, is September 5th, and then I think the Preakness is in October. Wow. So it's so far spread out. That was one of the things. It's you got to win three horse races in five weeks. That was one of the things that's so hard about the, uh, you know, the Triple Crown. And, you know, plus a lot of times, too, if a horse obviously didn't win the Kentucky Derby, they would hold it out of the Preakness, give it a little bit of a break, and then bring it back for the Belmont. Okay. All right. Now, listen, I think I want to, I just want you to know, since you joined us, uh, you know, I think I figured out the whole Facebook thing and it not being up on the screen and just on my phone. Mm-hmm. I think I figured it out. So I'm just waiting for a comment to see if it actually uh, works. So, uh, Denise, if you want to uh, make a comment, uh, we'd appreciate it. You'd be helping us test it out. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, shout out there to Denise. She's just joined in. So we'll see. Uh, But but yeah, you know, uh, before you jumped on, I was just talking, you know, because you know me, I listen to a lot of New York sports radio and. I just feel Jamal ja- Jamal Adams is just being a whiny bitch about everything. Like you know, well, you're the yeah. you are. He is the best safety in the game right now. I, I, I don't I don't know who else is better than him right now. Um, so, up oh, did it pop up? No, I don't nah, damn it! It did. I thought I had it. Thought I had it. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, I can't even. Uh... Yeah, obviously you didn't. So. I didn't. Oh, well. But. on it. Okay. No, well, anyway, well, 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 let me finish here. Jamal Adams, arguably the best safety in the game right now. Okay. So, you know, he's butthurt because, you know, the Jets try to trade him at the deadline and then at the. Uh, and then on draft day. Well, you know, A, that to me should be, you want to get out of New York, then there you go. They're trying to help you out and get out, but you're complaining about it. Now you're complaining that they're not giving you a contract. You know, I I just, go ahead. Well, but part of the thing is, though, too, coming out and doing a trade request, I don't think helps you. I think you're better off trying to do it you know, have your yeah, but he wins. Because when they know you're out there, 
you know, they're not usually they don't they won't give as much compensation because they know you want to get traded, you know. So that can sometimes hurt your value. Now, obviously, like you said, he's one of the top safeties in the league. You know, make a Fitzpatrick got a first round pick, but to me with Jets, it just I, that wouldn't make much sense to me because there's not a lot of great players on the Jets right now. You know, so right. why trade your best unless it's a Khalil Mack type deal? where you're getting so much compensation, right. you know, multiple first-round picks or a first and a second or something, and you say, look, is a safety, even though he is the best safety, getting two high draft picks, is that worth it? And, you know, it might be. Right, Because right. Although I think with that Steelers trade, I think that worked out for both teams. I really do. I think the Dolphins didn't like his attitude, and it was a new culture, and they wanted to rid players like that, and they got their first-round pick. And, you know, I think the Steelers – are happy with, you know, Fitzpatrick and their system. Their defense was a lot better once he got there. I agree with you. I agree 100%. I think that that's a uh, that's something to look at. But, I, you know, I just think because, you know, Jamal never asked to leave New York. So he was kind of butthurt that, that the Jets were shopping him, basically. And, you know, and, okay, but play your contract and then you can leave. They're going to back the Brinks truck up. When you hit the open market, so I don't understand why he's got to make you know, you know, be this whiny little bitch about about it. It's a business, and there the Jets are running their business the way they feel like, you know. And come on, it's the Jets; they do stupid things. So, hence, getting rid of one of their best players is par for the course. The Jets are a dumpster fire. Yeah. Well, there's just a lot of problems there. I mean, I think they hurt themselves almost at the end of this year by winning and letting Gase keep his job. Right. You know, and then we, because I do like the GM. I'm a Joe Douglas fan. But, you know, you're not letting him hire his guy. You know, he took over the team last year after their draft and after free agency, which was very odd. So, really, if you look at it, this is truly his first year, really, of, you know, getting to put his stamp on the team. And you're, you know, you're inheriting a coach that, I don't know if he agrees with. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not a big Adam Gase guy. So yeah, I, I think. Well, I think you'll honestly see him lose his job after this year, and that's the thing too, coach. As you know, then you're hurting your quarterback, right? You know, because now it's another coach, another system, much like with Daniel Jones. You know, look, he has his rookie year. Now they're already bringing in a new coach. You know, I, I do like Joe Judge, but that's like we always say, man. It's it's so important sometimes where the quarterback goes. Because, you know, if you get put in a bad situation where you're getting a new coach every year or two and, you know, it's just it's not it's not built for you to succeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it is going to be tough. And, and we'll see. We'll see the uh, how that how that works out for both Daniel Jones and, uh, you know, the other kid over there. The yeah. dumpster fire. And then, Coach, I know I know we said we would. We weren't going to talk about it anymore, but they can't help themselves. I don't know if you saw they baseball now. I thought yesterday that was going to pretty much be what kind of was, you know, got a deal. They, you know, the players wanted that 100% right. prorated salary. Well, now, you know, base, you know, MLB came out with 60 games. Right. Because they want to be done by September 27th in regards to the regular season. Right. So the Players Association came back with 70 games. So they want to get an extra 10 games. And it's tough because it's tight right now. I mean, people don't realize they're talking about maybe starting July 19th 
Well, then that's a little over two months you have to play 70 games. It's almost it's impossible. So, I mean, right. them by, by creating the mess they've created, that's what's hurting the season. I mean, right. because they, if they could have struck a deal weeks ago, it wouldn't have been a problem. But, you know, I think they both kind of have hurt themselves. And another thing I don't like, Coach, I wanted to – I looked today because I've been curious to what this expanded playoff day we're talking about would be. And do you know one of the ones – it's 14 teams. Yeah. So it's seven teams in each. So you'll have four wild card teams and then the three division winners. Right. I mean, that just, uh, I don't know. That's, that's kind of odd to me. I, I don't, I, I don't get that. You know, basically one team will get a buy. So that whoever wins that, the American league, right. nationally, they get a buy. And then the six teams play and to go into the next round. Now, I mean, that's good. It, it, you know, they, you, it, it, Makes it good to win your, you know, your league obviously in the regular season, but still, I mean, three wild card teams in baseball. I mean, excuse me, four right. out of each league. I just think you're going to be getting into the bottom of the teams. Like for instance, the Phillies would have made the playoffs last year, and the Phillies weren't a playoff team last year. Right, they just they weren't good enough. And, and you know, I feel like that with basketball. I feel like half the teams are in the playoffs. That you know, you could be 500 and still get into the into the dance. It's not. You know, it's it's too much. I think you're you're going over the top now. You know where I could see, um, you know, maybe expanding it because what is it now? Five teams, correct? You get two wild cards. It's two, yeah, wild, two cards. wild cards. Two wild cards. Play a game at some, you know, and they'll play the the, uh, the three division winners, right? And I. I just, I, I just, I just don't see. I just don't because I don't like the one game playing. I, I hate it. I, I like, I like so the five sixty-two games to then come down to one game. I think it should at least be like a three-game series, or you know what I mean. Who is who is this? What is it? I don't, I don't know. Um. Was it a call or what? No, it's 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 so it says that I sent it. How did I? I didn't write anything. I don't know how that came up. Coach is losing it. <laughs> I'm losing it. I guess I don't know. But okay, back to uh, back to that. I I hate the playing game. I think that's ridiculous because I just feel like sometimes a good team on a bad night can will be out of the dance. You know, you'll be out. And yeah. I liked it back in the day where it went a five-game series and then you moved to a seven-game series. You know, the right. NL the NL and ALCS was a seven-game series to get to the World Series. So right. if they want to make those five-game series, but then, but then you're talking it's too long, you know, because now you're, you're stretching out the playoffs too long. You know, because what do you have uh, – because if you have what is that seven teams, six have a bye. Those other six teams play a, uh, and then the lowest seed plays the the top rank, and the other two, you know, I mean, so you're no, talking no, about, but you're talking about fifteen. It's one, you know, it's one team gets a bye, right? And the six other teams play each other in a like they said, like a three or five game series. See, I, I would even take the three on. game. I would take the three game, and then the next round is five, and the championship is seven, is seven to get to the World Series. I, I, I like that. That that's a great format for me. I'd watch that. You want to bring seven teams in? In fine. 
You, that that's a three three game series, right? And then I boom, agree. the next round is a five game series, and then boom, the AL and NLDS is a or a CS is a seven game series and World Series seven games. I, I, I would be agree. happy with that. Yeah, I agree. You know, because this one game is just horseshit. I mean, it really is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no, a waste it of is. time. It is. You know, I mean, like I said, you're playing 162 games, right? To then play one game like you know it just it's it's i i don't get it and you know um plus one of the teams think about that so the two wildcard teams you could be ahead by six games of the other team you know which you've done over 162 and then now it comes down to one game so you've been better than them all year and it comes down to one game it's it's tough and then also it hurts that team so much because usually you try to line it up where if you're in that one game wild card, your horse is pitching. You right. know what I mean? Right. So then, and then it screws up out for the next year. Right. Which I don't like either. You know, I, I you know, I just yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not yeah. a fan of that. I agree. I agree. I now, agree hundred percent. I saw something today, Coach, and I was I just it didn't make any sense to me. So they ranked the quarterbacks in every division of the NFL. And guess what, what division was in last place? Uh, the NFC East. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. Okay. Why? Wait. There's clearly, but no, there's clearly two other divisions that their, their quarterbacks are worth. The AFC East. So you're trying to tell me Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, and Haskins aren't better than Darnold, Fitzpatrick, Josh Allen, and Jared Stidham? All right. I'll give you that. Okay, mm-hmm. and then the AFC South I think is close because you do have Watson, and then you have Tannehill, but then you got a you know an older Rivers, and you got um uh the, the uh, from Jacksonville uh the the mustache guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, but you know, so Minshew, Minshew, Minshew. Right. So I think you know, yeah, I think Haskins and Minshew kind of cancel each other out, but I I think uh, Wentz. And uh, Prescott, and I like Daniel Jones. I'd take Daniel Jones going into next year over Phillip Rivers. Oh, yeah, know, definitely. Not, not career-wise, but going into next right. year, I think Daniel Jones right now is a better player than Phillip Rivers. But, I mean, Phillip Rivers is in a better better situation, though, obviously. Right. So, I think those are the two that you could argue. I understand the NFC East, you know, isn't great. But you still got, at the top, two pretty good quarterbacks. And I'll tell you this, which you know, too. Daniel Jones is better than everybody thought. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was one people who hated the pick. I mean, I still think, like you said, they should have moved back. But right. I, that's my – I like the pick. He's right. a good QB. He, he's good because I didn't think he was going to be there for the Giants. I thought he was going to be a second-round pick. He would be there for the Giants in the second round. The Odell Beckham trade came, and I went – this is perfect. They can they they that's the wheelhouse for Daniel Jones was 18 to 24 and I thought perfect. They're right there to take Daniel Jones. And that has been my only you know mark on it is where they picked him. When there was a pass rusher sitting there who fell arguably should have been the number 1 pick in the draft, fell to you at 6 and you passed on him. Who had a great season. And you know, too, I didn't realize the stats he had last year. I mean, he had a 2-to-1 touchdown ratio, 24 
right. touchdowns, twelve interceptions. His fumbles. And if you take him. out the Patriots game, he was he had an over ninety rating quarterback rating, and he had twenty three touchdowns and nine interceptions. For a rookie, that's yeah. not a bad year. That's very comparable to the to Baker Mayfield's rookie year, and everybody was raving about Baker Mayfield. So, and I would also say, you know, he he didn't have a, a, a he didn't have the talent around him that Baker did. You know, Baker. Right. I know he had Odell's first year, but he still had you know Landry, you know, and some good players around him. Right. I I would say that their offensive line was a little bit better too than than what yeah. the Giants had. So oh, uh, definitely. So now you know you'll see. I think in year two you'll see uh, a little bit more progression um, because I think it's really going to take the load off because if you know, uh, you know, Jason Garrett is, is about, you know, Zeke was a workhorse in that offense. And now you're going to see, you know, Barkley be that workhorse. And, you know, I, I think as Daniel Jones gets better as pa- as a passer, he likes to hold on to the ball real way too long, I think. And hopefully, we because when they load the box up for Barkley and he's able to complete some passes and loosen up that defense, that offense is going to really explode. Yeah, well, that's the one thing that I don't like about Garrett, though. I thought he tended to get away from the run a little too much. But when when the Cowboys they should have ran the ball, and if you know, too, uh, Saquon's a top three running back and you need to feature him, and you're going to start with running the ball and then. You know, let Daniel Jones because he's you know he's a mobile quarterback. Let him do the play action. I mean, I think he can still make plays. But if I was the Giants, I would really focus the running game. I mean, because your best player is probably Saquon Barkley. Right. Absolutely. Now let's let's switch to the Eagles a little bit because uh, you know as we talked yesterday, uh, uh, was it Brooks uh, tore his Achilles? Brandon Brooks. That's a tough loss. I mean that's a perennial Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl guard. Now we we know that that the Eagles are going to sign somebody, obviously, but yeah. is there someone in house who steps in and excuse me steps in takes his place? Or I mean, do you have to go? Are you out? Are the Eagles out looking f- for a guard to come in and play, or are they looking for someone that they can just bring in for depth because there's a guy on the roster that can yeah. play? Is my well, they question to you. a kid from Auburn early, so maybe they'll see what he looks like in training camp. But, Coach, I really think you may say Jason Peters come back. And he'll play left tackle, and they'll let Dillard play guard. Because then that's another year for Dillard to kind of not have the pressure of being a left tackle. Get him another year. Um, let him play guard, and then he can um, swing out the tackle if something happens with Peters. Um, there was a thing today that they might trade for Joe Tui from the, the Patriots who right. got a franchise tag. I don't see that happen. He's making twelve million this year, and they're already paying you know paying Brooks uh, you know a nice contract. So, and, and you know you got to see with him too. You know the Eagles might relook that he's thirty one years old. He's tore both Achilles now, and he had a sh- shoulder injury last year. So I wonder if he you know if he's going to well, come back next. I, I actually. Uh... The uh, the people I heard today on the radio were saying that the con- he has to come back next year because of his contract. They can't get out of it for two years. Otherwise, the cap hits so bad. You yeah, know, well, so they're, they're way over the cap next year. 
So they want to, they're like 23 million under right now. And then I think it's like 50 million over. So they want that because whatever you're under this year rolls over, they really need that money to roll over to eat into some of the contracts. Now they'll get rid of Jeffrey after this year and that'll be a big, you know, you'll get some more money there. Right. And you know, you know, it is, they can get some guys to like a Fletcher Cox to restructure, maybe something like that, you know, but, um, no, I'm, I'm not, I was really not happy when I heard that because you know, it, coach, one guy goes down and now you got Dillard too, who we're not, we're really kind of unsure of. So, you know, we were with the Eagles, you, you were feeling good about your right side. You had Lane Johnson and you had Brooks, both pro bowl caliber linemen. You have Kelsey at center, you know, a pro bowl caliber center, you know, and, and Salamalu's gotten the job done. I mean, he's not great, but he's not bad either. You know, one of those guys that you just kind of don't hear about. Right. And sometimes offensive line that can be good, but uh, yeah, now you're you're questioning your right guard, your left tackle. Uh, that that concerns me. So I mean, I think they'll try to get somebody, but I really think Jason Peters might be the best option now because, like I said, you can let him play left tackle and just let Dillard play guard. Right. Right. And it, and it might be, but but does Peters want to come back on a on a small on a small deal? I mean, he's still out there, so you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, I think you leave Dillard at tackle and let him get his feet wet, and you bring somebody in, you know, who can, uh, you know, maybe a veteran guard, and. Whoever you drafted, let them battle it out in camp and see yeah. what happens. You know. Yeah, see, maybe, maybe there's somebody out there. Like I can tell you that the year they won the Super Bowl, they brought in Stefan Wisniewski from the Raiders, and he was really good for that man. I mean, he came in and was clutch down the stretch. So, you know, hopefully there's somebody out there. But whoever it's going to be, it's going to be a big step down. I mean, Brandon Brooks was <laughs> he was right up there. Him and uh, Nelson from uh, the Colts. They were pretty much like the two best guards in the league. Right, right. Right, they were. And uh, so we'll see. That That's something to keep our eye on with the Eagles because, you know, you got to keep Wentz upright. You know, I mean, uh, he hasn't played a full season since his rookie year, correct? Correct. Yeah, correct. I mean, although well, 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 no, last year he did. But he got hurt in the postseason. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, I mean, people don't really. Games. Right. He's missed more, you know, important games. That's the problem. You know, he missed a couple games in that the Super Bowl year, and then you, you know, obviously the following year he missed like two games, and then last year he missed the playoff game. It's just he's not playing at the end of the season, which is the most critical time right. to need him. Right. So, yeah, like I said, it's it's concerning. I mean. I'm not in love with their – I mean, I hope – they're putting a lot on that, that rookie receiver too, Jalen Rager. I mean, they want him to be good right away. I mean, because, you know, Jackson's been hurt a lot. He's 32. I still think he can stretch the field, obviously, Deshaun Jackson, and he's going to make you some big plays. But he can be very inconsistent. He's that type of guy that will have 120 yards and two touchdowns and the next game have one catch for six yards. Right. All right, sounds good, man. I'm uh, but I well, I think you'll see those two coaches to try to make up for it. The Eagles have an urgent Goddard. Maybe they run a lot of two tight end stuff. Right. You know what I mean? You know, I'm surprised they don't run more of that. I'm surprised they didn't run more of that, especially when you were down to you know Wawa clerks as receivers last year. You know, 
So, you know, that, that was, uh, uh, kind of, uh, kind of interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, you had practice squad guys. I mean, and that, you know, the one guy, Greg War ended up kind of surprising some people and it made you think, you know, why they had, I'm drawing the blank on the guy, the kid out of North Carolina receiver, Mac Collins. Why was he, you know, why wasn't Greg Ward playing? They ended up re- releasing Mac Collins, and then Greg Ward comes up, and he makes some big catches. Like, you know, he wasn't, you know, a big statistical guy, but you know, Coach, that guy who makes those big third-down catches, and he made a lot of them last year, Greg Ward, just a solid player. You know, and sometimes that's what the NFL is all about. You don't need to have, like, look at the Cowboys. They have all, a lot of stars, but, they, you know, sometimes you just need those good quality players and depth. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas I think, you know, the, the Cowboys are very top-heavy, and then kind of just after that, you know, they kind of fall off, and they are not they don't have a lot of depth. Right. And I'm really curious with the Cowboys to see how that defense does. You know, now you lost By- Byron Jones. Um, I do like bringing in Gerald McCoy. I mean, that defensive line is going to be – I know they did lose uh, the defensive end, Robert Quinn. But, man, Gerald McCoy and, and Lawrence coming at you, that's going to yeah. be uh, interesting to watch. It is. It's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna really put some pressure on. You know, because the the three young quarterbacks in. I mean, well, Wentz is now a veteran, but the other two, you know, second year guys in Washington and New York. You know, having those guys in your grill for two games is gonna be. Uh, yeah, gonna and be. that's a great point because I think that's gonna be the one strong suit for the Redskins is having Chase Young. And then you got the kid out of uh, Alabama, Alabama, Jonathan Allen. Right. So I think, you know, they, they're going to have a good line. And, and you, you know, Coach, me and you are both the same way. We're both big proponents. I mean, like, look, we all love to have the the good receiver and a good running back. But I'm telling you, the game's one up front. If you don't have an offensive-defensive line, you know, if you're not getting pressure on the quarterback, you're leaving those corners on an island. You, you know, linebackers are guarding tight ends and, you right. know, slot receivers that they don't belong guarding. And, you know, you, and then and obviously if you, your offensive line's not blocking, your quarterback's not going to have time and your running back's not going to have holes. And you could have to be the best running back in the world. If your offensive line's not blocking for you, you're not going to look that great. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I look uh, I look at it, you know, I, the great thing was, and I, I think you some people saw it on social media because I re, uh, re-put it out there, was – that uh, on those uh, big man camps, the uh, offensive tackle that the Giants got kicked the crap out of J- Chase Young uh, in, a, in a lot of those one-on-one drills during uh, during the, the big man uh, drills and, uh, you know, that uh, the high school All-American game. So, uh, okay. you know, it, 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 it gives the Giant fans a little bit, hey, okay, because someone was, everyone was so, oh, can we get Chase Young? Can we get Chase Young? And obviously it didn't work out, but, you know, we got a pretty darn good offensive tackle that, that should be there for the next, you know, eight to ten years. So Yeah, and they needed that. The Giants needed that. Um, we'll see. Maybe they go after, you know, uh, Clowney. I don't know. But Clowney's demand's got to be – I think Clowney, you're going to see Clowney sign a one-year deal and, and hope that he can come out and play more and be healthy and put those 10-11 sacks on the board – so that next year maybe he can get that multi-year deal he's looking for. Because this was a guy who thought he was going to get, you know, north of $20 million, coach, a right. year. 
and he's just not getting the offer. Right. I mean, and I just think everybody knows it's that risk-reward with him. I mean, look, he can be a high-impact player, but it's just you have the injury concerns, and it's like you said, sometimes your best ability is your availability. Right, right. So, I just think if it's not, um, if it's, you know, he could be, but I, I have a feeling I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if J.J. Uh, Watt is a cap casualty uh, coming up here soon and winds up hitting the open market. Yeah, I mean, he's got a big deal, and... I mean, who knows with Bill O'Brien right now? I mean, I you know, unless he tries to restructure it, unless he restructures it or something, you know. Yeah, I think he got, I'm not sure, but I think he got one of those $100 million type contracts or at least close to it. Right. And, I mean, I love, I love J.J. Watt, but he's not the player he was. And, I mean, what did you say? I think he missed two full seasons. Yeah, out yeah, he's play played, he's played 32 of 64 games in the last four seasons. Yeah, so, um, and like I said, I think it too, losing um, Clowney hurt him. Because, you know, yeah. when you got good players around you, it's going to make you better. Just because, they, you know, you can't block everybody. Right. So, yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, and like I said, who knows what the text is. I, I don't know what, I mean, I'm curious. To, I tell you what's going to be interesting with them is what happens with Watson. I got to wonder if Watson's going to want to resign. I mean, obviously, we know they can franchise him, you know, like, right. you know, two or three times. But I just, I wonder if he's going to want to return. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, won some, you know, national championships with Clemson and was used to contending. And, you know, you go and trade his best player away, you know, and Hopkins. And and, and for, for, for David Johnson, when he had a big contract, and he's really been a disappointment right. the last two years. Mm-hmm. It, it it didn't make any sense because it it wasn't like you were freeing up cap room. Uh, you know, I just uh, yeah, I don't understand what Bill O'Brien's doing, and I think that's going to be another thing too. I think he'll lose his job after this year. I I agree with you. Plus, there's so many receivers in this past draft that were you know you didn't take like you there were some name guys that were still around. And you didn't you didn't take advantage of that, right? You know, I, I felt like there were some some bigger guys you could have drafted, but and, and you opted not to. So, you know, I'm not in the room. I'm not there in their scouting room. I, I don't know that somebody somebody had some higher grades on other people. Then that's all. Yeah, I mean, like you know, a lot of people wanted the Eagles to take the kid Jefferson out of LSU, but they had Rager higher on their board, and you know, look, some a lot of people like Rager, so. You know, a lot of times you, you, you like Daniel Jones, a perfect example. Yeah. You know, they, you know, sometimes you hear all this noise and you, you switch. Sometimes you're best just sticking to, you, you know, your board and taking who you like. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Raiders have got killed for taking uh, Farrell last year. And I think he's going to be good and taking Crosby. And then this year they got a little. But, hey, man, a lot of times you see it ends up working out. I mean, like a prime example, look at the Chiefs. People thought they reached for Mahomes at 10. <laughs> Right. I mean, because they traded up to get Mahomes. They traded right, up and everybody and went. It was the reach. Yeah. Because like, a lot of people thought it was going to be Watson, I think. Right. When they were trading up. And it was Mahomes. And look how that's worked out. Right. And, and that just shows you. You have Trubisky, the Bears trading up to get him, and he, he's going to be out of Chicago next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if 
he's out of the league in two or three years. I wouldn't even uh, give him that long. Job. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he might get a backup job, but... He'll be yeah, up in he's maybe he'll play in Canada or something and and you know try to get another opportunity. But now, what do you? What I don't know if we talked about this because it's it's kind of old, but um, they the people were talking about it today. Is uh, uh, the the Penn State quarterback kid um, trying to be a baseball player now? Um, oh, not McGloin. Oh, uh, played for the Jets. Went in the uh, second round to the Jets. Fanned oh, out. Christian Hackenberg? Yes, Hackenberg is trying to be is trying to play baseball now at 25, and his fastball is only topped out at like 90, 90 miles an hour. I mean, if you're going to be a big league thrower, I would say, okay, if you threw the ball at ninety eight, you're going to get some people to call you up. Yeah. But you know, yeah, at ninety, at ninety, you're 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 not a, when you're especially when you're command. You haven't played baseball since high school. You know, you're twenty five now. That's seven years, and your command is you're all over the place. Well, obviously, you're all over the place. You haven't played in seven years. Right. But, yeah, and he's been a disappointment. I mean, there was a lot of he, he was a big pickup for Penn State. He was the number one recruit really coming out of that state out of high school. And then, he struggled in the NFL too. And I mean, you know what surprised me? You know, I don't care how hard you throw. It's all about where you you know having control over where you pitch. I mean, you know, you know that with Maddox, right? I mean, guys like that, Tom Glavin, that you know just made a made a career out of painting the corners and knowing the strike zone. But and my thing was, I was surprised the kid had his the most success when Bill O'Brien was the coach at Penn State, right? And what what went on there that Bill didn't even bring him in as a backup to be on the in Houston? You know, after he got cut by the Jets, he never he never you know he never made yeah, I the. Think, I think he knew knew more than you know what I mean. He probably saw him, probably knew it wasn't gonna you know translate to the NFL. You know, right. Right, because right. he was. Did he? I don't know. I think he got signed and then got cut again. Isn't that what happened? Somebody was going to bring him on as a backup QB, and he didn't end up making it out of training camp. I don't think. Might have been. Was it the Eagles? I don't know. I think he was with the Eagles. Now maybe that I'm about it. Maybe. I, yeah. And then he got. You know, he didn't make it in the a the after AAF, and then uh, I don't even know if he was in the XFL or not. You know, yeah, I don't think he was. I don't yeah. think he was. So I don't, you know, I don't get it. I don't know. I, I just think that's a yeah. weird story, you know? Yeah, there's only one guy I think could do that, and that's Kyler Murray. I mean, because he was a first-round pick, you know, type caliber. Yeah, but he was, he plays second base. He plays second base, not a pitcher. You know? Um, right, right. No, but pitching's a whole nother. And, and it's funny. Yeah, there's, you got to really work on your You know, it's funny that uh, I, a couple of uh, clinics that I, you know, that I go through – uh, there was a guy that said, you know, I, I sat in, I listened to him talk. I can't remember his name, but he said, look, you don't want a pitcher as your quarterback. Your second baseman will make a better quarterback than, than a pitcher. So look at the second baseman. And what does Kyle Murray play? Second base. You know, and I'm just like, wow, that, they, look at the correlation and how that all 
translates. You know, it's it's kind of funny because the whole motion is totally different. The pitching motion and the the throwing motion of a football completely different. So, yeah. you know. Uh, well, it's like you remember, remember Drew Henson yeah. from uh, Everybody Loved Him. I think yeah. he was drafted by the Yankees. Yeah, right? yeah, yep. Drew Henson played third and base. Then, you know, and then he ended up going to Michigan and – him and Brady kind of battled for it, and he actually beat out Brady. Right, and then Brady took his job back, and that's where I think you see some of the stuff with Brady that kind of got instilled in him. Right, I mean, you know, early on, you know, because he, he nobody ever really believed in Tom Brady. Yeah, and I, that's what I I don't get like today when you see kids like you know, I, and I try to tell them when I, when I was in college, I used to call the depth chart the stock market because your name yeah, changed constantly. Compete, Constantly, and yeah. and for a guy to be at Michigan, and to one day be the starting quarterback at Michigan, to come to practice and not know if you're the number one guy or not, I mean that's got to mess with your head in the in the craziest way. I mean, right. come on, Michigan, you're tell me probably the top five traveling college uh, in the country. Yeah. yeah. So hey. Nick, hold on. We got our uh, Gary's joining us. All right. Hey, Gary, how you doing, buddy? How are you? Take me out of trouble. Good. Can you hear me? Yeah. Got a bit of. Uh, let me close that off. Might work a bit better. My, my apologies. That's all right. Hey, Coach. How about real quick? I'll give my Belmont picks and then I'll sign off. All right. Go ahead. Go all ahead. Right. All right. So for the Belmont, I like. Uh, the number one horse, tap it to win. I think he's going to win. But take one, eight, ten, trifecta box. So that's one, which is tap it to win. Eight, who is the favorite, tis the law. And then ten, pneumatic. Take that in a uh, trifecta box. So that's one, eight, ten. All right, good stuff. All right, coach. We'll talk right, Monday I'll, and see I'll, how I'll, you did. Yep. All right, great. Good, Thanks. Coach. Thanks, Nick. All right, all right, Gary. How you doing? How's how's it down under? Oh, good, good. It's morning time here. How you doing? All right. It's, uh, morning time. It's uh, winter, and um, yeah, we're doing okay. So doing winter, okay. you guys get snow. You don't get snow down there, do you? Uh, there's a couple of some mountains down south of me. You know, like about um, you know. Six hour drive away from me, they get a bit of snow. They they do get some snow, but generally no, no, it's not. It's not gonna. It's not snowing in the. Yeah, yeah. We're we're a bit more like California weather generally. Okay, now where are you in 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 Australia? Where are you in the big city? I'm in Sydney. Okay, I'm in Sydney. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Sydney is the um, largest city, just a bit larger than Melbourne. So the majority of Australians actually live in around the coastline, you know, from north around. So as much as Australia is a huge country, unfortunately, everybody tries to cram into certain areas. Right. Um, so it'd be nice if we could spread everybody out, but you know, that's a whole infrastructure thing. And <laughs> anyway. Right. So so tell me now, how does a guy who is, you know. A million miles away, get into American football. Well, uh, to, to, I'll, I'll take you a step back. So I'm 55 now. So in the 70s, so when I was eight, my mother and father went to America and visited some friends in Florida, and they 
basically took them, thought they were doing the right thing, took them to a Miami Dolphins game during that undefeated season. Oh, okay. And my mother was obviously a bit bored by it all, had no idea what was happening and so on and so on. They brought back a, uh, a Miami Dolphins jacket, a, uh, a basically, uh, you know, thick jacket with a, you know, and it ribbed. I remember it had ribbed, like, uh, you know, denim uh-huh. and the jeans. And we're like, what's this? Who's this? Because we didn't get many games or anything. You know, it was no internet, no nothing like that. We're talking American football and you just see some highlights usually. Anyway, uh, then um, Heaven Can Wait came out, which is one of my favourite films. So that's with Warren Beatty, all about the Rams. Right. So I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool and all that. You know, he was a cool dude and whatever. Uh, still, we didn't get many games. We got a few. We started to get a few more then. There were some highlights. Uh, and it wasn't until I went to film school in 1994, and, um, and there was no LA team then. So, but I started to watch it a few more games with friends and so on, and they tried, they explained it to me. And NFL Films does a great job of explaining the history of the NFL. And basically, so you can get emotionally attached. So, obviously, Ace Ventura came out then again, and Ben Marino, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah, well, originally I was on the the Dolphins, so I've been a, a you know huge Dolphins fan ever since, and I get I get up and watch all the games, you know, because so they start between three and five usually Monday morning here, uh-huh. and uh, all the other games like the Monday night games and those games, depending on the time zones and you know daylight saving change and everything, but they can start between ten a.m. my time for the Monday night, Sunday night games, and the Friday and the Thursday night games till midday. So, also they're not in the press and everything as much. You know, if you can keep off the internet, you can record if you're a little bit late and then watch it a bit later. So just depending. So yeah. So okay. I watch. You know, I, I log in, get um, uh, Red Zone, uh, watch many of the games. So I, I I watch as much as I can. I watch. Uh, NFL Live on ESPN every every time it's on. It's on. They they, they play ninety percent of the episodes. So okay. yeah, that's good. And uh, then now and then now you've written a book. I have written a book, and maybe I should show it to you. Maybe I should grab it and show it to you. <laughs> it's called NFL Cliches. Okay. So basically. Uh, it's over a thousand cliches, and I've got crazy cartoons in there. And under each cliche, I've got a sarcastic comment because you hear the cliches all the time. All you right. have to do is just keep watch, watching uh, the games and so on. But you know, to make this entertaining and so on, I've put a, a sarcastic comment. I'll just grab one, uh, a chip. As they saw the chip shot, and they go potato, potato or tortilla. Uh, <laughs> under pressure, what a great song! An unheralded Bowie and Queen classic. Um, pump fake, such a phony. So <laughs> it's full of those sorts of things. You know, right. it's a great gift for. Uh, um, you've got Father's Day coming up this week. Yes, we so do. Yeah, you know, we could uh, we could send people a, a digital copy. Get that to you by the weekend or. The paperback will get there early next week. 
Perfect. How, how can people reach it? How do they get to you? At my website, nflcliches.com. Okay. So that's pretty easy to remember, nflcliches.com. See if I can and they just go there, and the link will be there to email me directly, because uh, and I'll respond back and and sort it all out for you. But uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, there's no the apostrophes. Board? Oh, too many. Yeah, I've, I've taken out the apostrophes. Okay, so it's just, all right. It's all, all all one. NFLcliches.com. All right, but. Um, I like to say that I'm in the biggest NFL fan in Australia, <laughs> and uh, along with our football, main football code, the rugby league, I watch it all the time. Well, yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, you got um, the uh, NFL or ESPN in its infancy uh, kind of made that uh, pretty popular because that was one of their... Um, you know, one of the things they showed quite often because they didn't have a deal with any major sports yet, and they were they were. Why can't I do it? I can't see it. That's what it is. But uh, you know, um, we saw a lot of Australian rules football uh, late night. Yeah. In, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they. Uh, that's right. I remember. Um, so I actually. Uh, when I was living back in America, back in 2002, 2003, I worked on a lot of ESPN shows uh, with the Mets um, because we were over on the uh, on the uh, West Coast and there was no ESPN. Um, um, my collar looks terrible. Uh, there was no ESPN out there then, so we worked with a lot of the shows and we did the ESPY Awards and so on. And um, so when I met Chris Berman... Um, so I'm like, you know, oh, everybody <laughs> want to meet these celebrities. And I'm like, I want to meet Chris Berman, you know. Um, I seen him on TV doing, um, you know, the NFL, NFL shows afterwards and so on for so many years. Anyway, yes, he told me that story. It was the first thing he said. You know, I was Australian, whatever. And he said, <laughs> Australian yeah. Australian rules. Yep, there you go. He was there. He was, uh, what you're saying is... Uh, Originally, he was there from the start as well. Right, so, right. He was one of the yeah. guys from the from Jump Street there. Back, yeah, founding fathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So good, good um, stuff. So, but um, now we've got the rugby league. Um, uh, that's big here. That's back on. They've brought that back on, and uh, um, but you know, fans if fans want to watch some live football. They they can they can watch that. They can. Uh, um, it's nrl.com. If you go there and you can probably see some games. And, right. Uh, there are, it's on TV, but it's a bit, probably, it's not mainstream. All right. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. So, uh, oh. good deal. What else, Anything else you want to promote? we got about two minutes left. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I'll just show another. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, next time, uh, you know, we'll get the time a little Different, you know, we'll get you on a little earlier next yeah, time. Apologies, I messed up the time a little bit. Yeah. I was just like, I was off, yeah, I was off an hour. My apologies. It's good. Uh, let me know again and I'll uh, I'll come on we'll, again. And, we'll uh, definitely we'll have you on one. and get yeah, yeah, the book yeah. going, yeah. But again, that's uh, NFLcliches.com. Check it out. Go to his website and, uh, get, you know, tell him Coach sent you. Exactly, Tom Coach said, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And, you know, hopefully the Miami Dolphins have a better season now. 
Um, we're, you know, we've, we've, uh, I think we've got a good coach. Um, I think, uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully we've got a quarterback. So don't expect too much this year. It might be a bit like Arizona were this past year, season. Okay. But, uh, and then, you know, start moving forward. But we'll, we'll see how we go. All right. Sounds good. We'll see. We'll check in during the football season. We'll see how, how it is. But uh, let me know. I'd love to be come back soon. All right. Okay. Definitely, Gary. I appreciate you stopping by, man. Thanks a lot. All the best. All right. Never give up. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for checking us out in the huddle, Coach Muddle. And uh, we'll be back on Monday. And thanks, Gary, again, NFLCliches.com. Check it out. Check out the book. All right. Thank you. Thanks.